This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning Winning drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Post Game Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And while you guys have been used to my co-host, Cordell Woodland, uh, from Shaking It Up Sports, uh, I love to announce that Cordell is uh, dealing with some daddy issues. He had a baby. So we want to congratulate Cordell Woodland on his new son, Jackson. So to replace Cordell this week, because, you know, we want him to, to get acclimated into being a new dad. We got my guy, Tim Barbales from Inside Access on 105.7 The Fan, also from Baltimore Game Day Daily on 105.7 The Fan. And I want to thank you so much, Tim, for being here with me today. Of course. I mean, I don't think I'm going to live up to Cordell Woodland, but I'm going to try. <laughs> I'm sure you'll be fine. You're on two shows. I already know (laughs) that you're going to be just fine. Thank you so much for being here. Let's get right to it. So typically we talk about the Ravens on offense, defense, and we pick games because this is the Friday episode of the Winning Drive podcast. So let's start with defense first. Um, We saw the defense once again collapse and give up uh, multiple points in the fourth quarter after having – a um, more than 10, uh, uh, at least a nine point lead in the fourth quarter. Uh, So once again, here we are Ravens doing what they do, finding ways to lose in the fourth quarter against the Jacksonville Jaguars. And Tim, I want to let you know that Cordell and I both picked the Ravens to lose to the Jaguars. Something about the voodoo of the Jaguars and the AFC central, I believe is still a big part of (laughs) this 
rivalry that no longer exists, but somehow is like still there in some weird way. Uh, yeah, they were so in the first we, eight games, I believe, against the Ravens. I mean, it was definitely a, <laughs> a serious. This is uh, what I'm problem. saying, right? Um, we don't forget the 2011 game that the Jaguars oh, yeah. had uh, and the Ravens, you know, in their, Ravens, their 12 and four season on a Monday night, they lost. Uh, also, we know 2017, which I, I have taken that out of my memory <laughs> simply because the Jaguars went to the AFC championship game that year. So I don't feel no type of way about that. Um, but, <laughs> uh, you know, the Jaguars have something. I don't know what it is, but it's something in the water down there that the Ravens just simply cannot shake. And it is what it is. We've moved forward. They played the Denver Broncos on Sunday. Uh, we know that the Broncos offensively are protrude, protrude, whatever you want to have. Look, they are bad. I can't even call them mediocre. I feel like mediocre is an understatement. Um, they signed Russell Wilson in the offseason after they traded for him. And this offense has not found a way to really get rolling at all. They let go Melvin Gordon. Their wide receivers um, has been injured. Jerry Judy, which I saw a lot of Ravens fans clamoring for, which I don't understand why, because the guy can't really, he can't catch a cold if he wanted to. And it's a lot of colds out here this fall, but he can't catch <laughs> Yeah, it. especially right now. Um, In the Ravens yeah, locker so room. <laughs> exactly. So uh, this offense for the Denver Broncos is really bad. And I saw a lot of Ravens fans feeling concerned about this game because of what we saw last week in Zay Jones <laughs> doing with it, whatever he wanted to do uh, against this defense. I don't feel that this is a repeat effort. Um, I think that they are completely banged up at a skill position uh perspective they don't have Hamler I believe I don't believe Jerry Judy practice Cortland Sutton feels like he's the only threat so I really feel like this is a good game from a defensive perspective that the offense um that they will find a way to shut this offense down unlike what they did last week this is a get right game, Rita. I mean, you're going against the 32nd ranked offense. Uh, they're 32nd in red zone. And you said it, it just hasn't worked with Russ. And they've been banged up throughout the year. You mentioned Hamler and Judy not uh, participating in practice thus far. But things just haven't clicked. And when you looked at the skill positions on paper heading into the year, it, you thought it was going to happen. But Russ has been an issue. Nathaniel Hackett's been an issue. And yep. no one could have seen this coming. I mean, Russell Wilson's completing less than 60% of his passes. He's not running nearly as much as he does. He just looks like a shell of himself. And now you have all of the reports and rumors coming out that he's lost the locker room. And you saw Mike Purcell, the defensive lineman, get in Russell Wilson's face. And I know we're going to get to uh, the Broncos defense later, but for what they are doing while the Broncos offense has been so inept is nothing short of amazing. And yeah. it, it's going to happen. I mean, you can go back to the 2000 Ravens Rita where you got a historic defense and then you have an offense that doesn't score a touchdown for a month. You're going to yeah. butt heads like that. And when you're having a season like they're having where some people had them for Super Bowl aspirations and it's yep. been anything but that. And it's crazy, like you said, when you looked at them on paper going into the season, you really felt like this offense had 
something. You know what I mean? You you saw Cortland Sutton. You saw Jerry Judy, a first-round draft pick. You saw um, other guys. They lost one of their wide receivers very early on. Um, that was a really uh, uh, intricate part of their offense, and that that started the process. And like you said, you started to see how Russell Wilson and, – and this is my opinion, Tim – I really feel like Russell Wilson is not really playing like what we saw in Seattle. And that's a lot to do with Nathaniel Hackett, their head coach. I think sometimes what head coaches do is they try to implement what they want offenses to do. And instead of playing to the strengths of the player that they have. And I feel like that that happened early on. Nathaniel Hackett allegedly, you know, gave up his play calling abilities to somebody else. It just doesn't, but nothing feels like it's changed much. And you have a lot of people in Broncos country that really want Nathaniel Hackett to be gone. I don't think that's going to happen because he's only a, a first year head coach, but they really want him to be gone um, because this offense really should have been producing way more than what we're seeing right now. You already mentioned in red zone, they're 32nd and points scored that they're 32nd. When you look at the players on paper, there's no excuse why this team should be 32nd in scoring. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. They're averaging 14 points a game. That's and disgusting. Disgusting. If, if the Broncos put up 19 points in every game, 19 points in regulation, they would be 9-2. and two. They exactly. would be 9-2. And, and, exactly. And the thing, Hackett, you mentioned it, and look, if we were out in Denver doing sports talk out there, I'm sure we would have a lot of fodder to deal with when it comes to Hackett, but that started week one. I mean, yep. remember when they were playing in Seattle and they're driving to try and get a game-winning field goal and Hackett lets the clock run down, opted to kick for, I forget how long it was, upper 50s, yeah. and they missed it, and then they lost it, and everyone's saying, you just paid this guy $250 million. Why are you yep. not giving him the ability to get the first down there and increase your chances of making that field goal? So it, they've been tripping over themselves continuously this year. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like because of that and because of the the downfall that they're going through, this is a good, like you already mentioned, this is a good game for the defense to have a rebound game. Look, the defense did not play well um, in the Jacksonville game, but let's not negate what they did previously in their four-game win streak. They played well. Uh oh, uh oh! I feel like you want to. No, push no, I, I was just gonna. I was, I was just gonna say, Rita. Like the first three quarters. I mean, the Jags kind of got something going in the second quarter, but the first three quarters they were solid, and and it's just it goes back to not slamming the door shut. Where I agree, it's it's one of the most bizarre stats. Um, during the broadcast, Andrew Catalan, the play-by-play guy, when the Ravens stopped Trevor Lawrence on fourth down on that quarterback sneak. He was saying that 
opposing teams were six for six going for it on fourth and one against the Ravens. I was like, that's a little weird. So I went and dug up the numbers. So they're the second best third down defense. They are the second worst fourth down defense. Make that make sense. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Opponents, opponents are converting 12 of 17 attempts against the Ravens on fourth down. And of course in that Jacksonville game, they converted two fourth downs on the two touchdown drives that they ended up getting. Yep. When Calais Campbell got that sack, the strip sack to make it third and 21. Yeah. You thought the game was over. You thought they were going to slam the door shut and then they get 16 yards, make it fourth and five and they get that first down and go and score a touchdown and a two point conversion. But they just didn't complete the game where the first half, first three quarters, I mean, they were the ones keeping the Ravens in the game. And Lamar even said it, you take advantage of the red zone opportunities. You aren't putting them in that situation. Yeah. I agree. And I didn't know that their fourth down uh, conversion was that high, which says a lot. Um, and so they have some it's work one of the to weirdest do. Guys. It, yeah, they have some work to do clearly when it comes to fourth down conversions. I think it's disgusting, quite frankly, and embarrassing that you allow a third and 21 to even get 16 yards to get a fourth and five to begin with. But, um, you know, we're supposed to be moving on, right? So I'm trying to move on. <laughs> Sorry. And, and, oh, before we move on, let me say that when you look at the coverage of that third and 21, yeah. it's pretty gross. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Literally, like, the whole middle of the field is open, and I don't Wide understand open. that play call at all. And I have been an advocate for Mike McDonald on this podcast for weeks, but I do not understand what that was. I have no idea what they were doing in that part, uh, on that third down. And hopefully they correct it, because I don't ever want to see it again. Um it- it was almost like they were playing that third down as if it was fourth down because oh, everyone everyone was really pretty much very prevenish and it really yeah. bothered me. Everyone was pretty much at the first down marker. Just like you said, you're conceding the middle of the field. If if they don't get 16 yards, they're not getting that first down. If you Thank hold you. them to even a fourth and ten, yep. you feel really good about your sh- chances. But when it's fourth and five or less, yeah, I mean they got a legitimate shot to convert. Absolutely. So what you hope is that the Ravens learn their lesson about what they did last week and find a way to, again, get to the uh, quarterback, which is what they kind of failed to do last week in the Jaguars game. You really need to feel like you can have Russell Wilson hold on to the ball a second or two longer so that they can rush the passer and get some uh, pressure against him and I I really feel like that this is a game that the Ravens will find a way to do that I feel like their front seven is going to be really important in this game because the Denver Broncos are pressing right now they know that um, they're struggling offensively and so I I would not be surprised if they try to throw the kitchen sink uh, because the Ravens uh, once again found a way to uh, fail in terms of holding a fourth quarter lead. So I really feel like that this is the game that they can find a way to turn around and start a new win streak. Um, because some look, sometimes you gotta, sometimes you gotta beat somebody when they down. It is what it is. And this is the team that you can find a way to do that because statistically they have not scored all season long. <laughs> well, I, I said at the top is a get right game. And you mentioned the pass rush where, They got sacks, but it wasn't consistent pressure. Right, right. And and I've been saying for a while on the fan, 
Ronnie Stanley, to me, is the biggest surprise on this team this year, but pass rush is two. And interior pass rush, Calais Campbell's got five and a half sacks already. The last interior defensive lineman to get five sacks in a season, Haloti Nada. It's been a wow. minute. It has been wow. a minute. And Matt has got a career high in sacks. But you mentioned the edge rush where – I mean, is this the game we see uh, a Jabo make his debut? I'm I'm over two already. I thought it was happening in the Panthers game in the Jacksonville <laughs> game, so I don't want to predict anything. But but nah, I mean, it, it, you got Houston. You, it, I mean, away. We're still waiting for him. We're to, still waiting. Still waiting for you, baby. <laughs> JPP Tyus Bowser, who you know really well. And Bowser, man, that was a, I felt so good for him. Him getting that. Uh, sack a blindside sack against trevor yeah. lawrence the strip sack but i think they can definitely get after russell wilson and and i think the broncos offensive line a little suspect we had jeff yeah. uh legwald on um he was basically saying as much that they haven't done much for him and you mentioned the injuries at the top it's kind of just been a a imperfect storm if you will for that broncos offense and like you said kick them all the down <laughs> Kick them while they're down. I know, like at one point, I, I believe that they were down um, three starting offensive linemen. Yeah. Um. So I know that they struggled at that position in terms of health. So uh, it will be interesting to see how this goes. So I do expect the defense to find a way to get back into a rhythm and and try to you know find ways to win in the fourth quarter and down the stretch this football season.